long time, but we are here, back in it, back in the thick of things, because there, there is no stopping to us. Ain't stopping, can't stop, won't stop. Welcome everybody, back, back at it, back at it, at the podcast. I'm Edward Rios, the one and only, here with your greatness, his awesomeness, Martin Aguero. Say hi, Martin. Oh, are you live? Yeah, I'm live. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, was, I was reading up on your board so we can see how to improve this podcast. That's funny shit. But, yes, we're back, Ed. We are back. Uh, let me turn off the fucking music. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we're back at it. Uh, Martin was reading up on how to make the podcast better, pretty much, because... <laughs> I am technologically fucking dumb when it comes to audio tech. So if any of you have uh, any pointers or tips on how to help uh, help brothers out with this uh, mix system or, and using Audacity, give me a holler. I'll tell you what the problems are. Until then, we're just going to have to make do with what we got. Um, Martin. Can, can I just point out, it's been, what, six months, seven months? Uh, I have no clue when the previous one was. <laughs> but oh yeah, I, I, when was the last? I time? also have no track of time either. Yeah, that is true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like since what's been going on, who has had a track of time? Yeah, I, I feel like I've aged a bunch during the pandemic, <laughs> but I have been able to track how much I've aged either. Uh, like, so. just like <laughs> it's like you simultaneously have gotten older. But yet, don't know if you if like where and when we are at the same time. And the thing is, like last march when it started still feels like it's so far away but then it still feels like it's really close by too yeah <laughs> so it just shows you how it's, how it's messed with my mind and it's how weird. to track time it's weird because like i remember like being in still during the pandemic and i was like exactly where you were mentally like i'm simultaneously not knowing what's going on and what's happening all while knowing what's going on and what's happening I don't know. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, yeah. but that's what it seemed like. And like, the thing is what threw me off was that I started to work from home. So like, mm. if you take away, you know, having to travel to work and all this other stuff, it, it, you know, it just fucks if you're like sense of time for like the day. Cause you're, you're in I, a clock. I was at home all day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but we're here, we're back. We're, we're back on the roll now. We're back in our groove. Uh, we, uh, well, what's, what's the big news that you want to share? I mean, I mean, like, like I, I was going to say like, that's what's, what's been happening is, is some things and, uh, uh, we both got vaccinated, right? Yes. That's, that's the Pop big the news. Champagne bottles. Pop the champagne Celebrate bottles. Celebrate we're vaccinated, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason why we're back is because I know like you were talking about how like you needed to get vaccinated, like you wanted to get vaccinated here before we even did anything and you went out to go get vaccinated with your sister right yeah so you're like one of the first i think among the group of friends of you know our friends i think i might have been one of the first yeah you're probably i'm, one of I'm the not first. too sure about everybody else i know i got vaccinated before you yeah because you were actually the ones who went out there to like and at the carnal stadium right at the parking no, lot so i mean i got vaccinated the same week they announced people younger than like 40 can do it uh-huh like, I was one of the first ones for when they first announced it. But, no, I got vaccinated at some 
pediatric office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I mean, it was pretty easy. You just drive up to like the parking lot and they have a tent. You just give all your info and stuff and you just, you know, get, get your shot and that's it. That's fucking funny. So, so it, yeah, I mean, I so just, how was that all experience? I mean, it was easy. Like I, I kid you not. It, you, you spend more time having to wait in the parking lot afterwards to see if you have like a reaction uh-huh. than what you do spending getting the actual shot. That's because you, you just pull up, give your name, then you just get your shot. So it's like, it's like pretty much an event, but at the same time, it could have been more of a simpler. I mean, it's, it's an event because of what the pandemic kind of has meant the past year. Yeah. But if you break it down, it's like getting like a flu shot. It's no different than that. It, it was just like, it was a inconveniently convenience. Right. Sure. Yeah. I guess I would <laughs> say like, that. Like, I, like, I don't know about you, but like when I went to go get <laughs> the shot, it wasn't this big, like occasion where it was like, Oh my God, I'm actually going to go get a fucking thing that will help save the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, I guess it might be different because my dad got it first in the family. He uh-huh. got his shot before anybody else. Same with my, my So it's parents. like we already saw someone get it, and it's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. But, oh. yeah, I mean. Like, for, like, I know it was, like, you guys had to go to the parking lot. So, like, that was a thing. And, and um, my, but for me, it was, like, I got it at a time where it was convenient enough to, yeah, I didn't have to park in a parking lot and wait. Or be in a line in a car, like you would get a test. I I actually got to go to a Walgreens or a CVS. Did you do like walk in, like actual like in person? Oh, walk in, with my just my paper in hand because I had, I had to write a slip or sign us like sign like. Like my name and shit, and I already had that in my hand because I printed it out and I, it was like only one person ahead of me to get, the vaccine. It was this elderly fellow. And then after he got his stuff done, I went up in line and they were like, do you have an appointment? I'm like, yes, I do. And they saw and they let my name. Oh, yeah, just sit down. We'll, you know, it seems like you already got your paperwork, so we'll take it and then we'll just call you when you're ready. And it was like no more than five or six minutes. I was sitting down and then they came up and called my name and they put me in this little cubicle. <laughs> and the nurse just took the shot out, made a few like uh, a small talk and then b- before I even knew it, she injected that fucker right into my arm, and then that was that. Quick and painless, right? Quick and painless. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you get any effects or side effects in the first or second dose? So, first dose, I was fine. Second dose, I was fine. I did, I think, like, the second day after I got the second dose, Yeah. I was, like, really tired. Like, okay. like, like if I hadn't slept, I was really tired. It, like, made me, like, fatigued. Damn. So yeah. I actually took, because I got it on Saturday, so I took Monday off of work. Yeah. And I slept that entire day. Man, so you just, like, were out. Yeah, I woke up in the morning to put my day off, slept, didn't wake up till like, maybe, like, noon or one, and then I went back to sleep and, like, and slept it, the rest of the day. <laughs> just, so for you, it just took your energy. Yeah, basically. But, I mean, I mean, that's just a common, like, side effect is fatigue and kind of tiredness same so i mean it's you know nothing major like i felt nothing for my first shot it was just a sore arm for like a day yeah. and then the second one it again was a sore arm but the next day when i woke up 
I felt a little shivery and a little achy. And like you, I was just really fatigued. Yeah. So like I, I got up like in the morning and then I went to use the restroom, ate breakfast and went back to sleep. And then woke up like in the middle of the afternoon, just chilling and just playing games. Which is fine with me because <laughs> like, that side effect got me off of work yeah, for that's that Monday. Like, that's the life, so right? I was like, okay, I will. Because like I never use like my sick days from work. I don't think I've ever used them before. So, so like, this, I, I can finally use an actual like sick day. So no excuse for you here. Yeah. Like you was, got to use. That was your a valid day. excuse. But yeah, just, you know, to end this kind of thing and segue to like the next one, you know, vaccines are basically available like anywhere you go. Yeah. So now, now they're 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 Yeah, they're this point in time. If you don't have it, it's it's just on you. Pretty much. Yeah. They're accessible everywhere and anywhere. Uh, it's it was so easy getting mine because I got mine in like what late May? No, early May. I got mine in early May. And then my second in late May, and that then it was like I got options. Like they, it was like a fucking brothel. Like I could choose what the fuck <laughs> I when, where I wanted, and it just whatever was to my convenience, I could do it. And it just happened to be like the the, the CVS, like no more than like a few miles from where I live. So you had options for like your time, right? Like options from the dates, times. Because I, I remember when I got locations. mine, or when I booked my first appointment for the first shot. I, I texted you and I was like, Hey, I just got mine booked. Yeah. Try and get yours. And yeah. you're like, I tried and there's nothing available. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> right. That first, I had a, that was actually wasn't like, uh, my first attempt to get the COVID vaccine was, was getting it from a link. I don't know that you sent. Yeah. It was the same office that I went to. Yeah. And, um, apparently I missed a survey I had to take like, like a questionnaire. It was like a questionnaire. Oh, okay. And I missed that part, I guess, because all I did was re- like was register, put my name in the registration, and then they emailed me the, the time and, and location. I was like, I thought at then I was good to go. So when I went there, they were like, oh, we got you on schedule, but you didn't fill out this questionnaire. We're going to have to have you fill out a questionnaire. So we need you to park. And I was like, I do not have time for that because I was at a time where I was scheduled to, for a, a, like a, another production shoot or meeting. And I was like, I'm going to be late. So I was like, I put it off. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I was a little, I was like a little salty. I was like, man, like why just, why can I get my fucking, like if they want people to get their fucking vaccines, just give me the goddamn vaccine. I was acting like a, like an entitled Karen. And, and so I was like, you know what? I'll put it off. I'll get it another day. So I, I decided to reschedule or for, or just do it or whatever. And I left. And yeah, and I didn't get the vaccine. That was like in April. I was like when they like said like Arizonans who are like 18 and older were able to get it. And I was like, man, that's cool. But damn, that sucks. So I, I didn't get another vaccine till like, yeah, May. But whatever, I got yeah. mine. So and it was easier. It wasn't in a parking lot. It was in a CVS where I could just chill in the cool air. I mean, if I could counter off for you, it's probably easier in a car because you just pull up and once you're done, you just drive away. That is true. <laughs> yeah. But at least I'm not wasting gasoline because I have the AC blasting on for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Um, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was going to say earlier, but like, yeah. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is we're both vaccinated now and we can do this. Yes, we're both vaccinated. We're both safe. 
And at this point, the PSA is just to get yours so we can get back PS- to normal. PSA, just go get it. Fucking Trey has still yet to get it. And he, he asked, and I was just telling you earlier, like, he's got that job. But he's now required to, uh, in order to, to, to get the job work, he needs to go to training. He's, it's mandatory that he gets vaccinated, and he never got vaccinated yet. He, like, he's been writing this whole excuse that he had antibodies from being sick with it, like, several months ago. And now, <laughs> now it's like, no, no excuse. You have to get it. I'm pretty sure he's because he's afraid of needles, like everyone oh. is. And, uh, <clears throat> and he's, he's got to get it now. So that's funny. But everyone, you know, just grab, go grab the closest support. That's what I was going to say. It's so easy and so convenient now, and you have so many options. You can even, like, I was even able to choose what vaccine I wanted. Yeah. Like, you could choose, like, where, what type of vaccine is being, uh, not diagnosed, what is being put out there near you. Like, you can, if you want Pfizer, you can look for some, like, the places where they're giving Pfizer or Moderna. For me, Moderna was the most convenient and closest place for me. Ah, you're Team Moderna, right? I'm I'm Team Moderna, sir. (laughs) I got, go. I got that Moderna gang. I got that Moderna Moderna gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Moderna serum flowing in my blood. It's flowing in my veins. So, yeah. So you're Moderna too? Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's what they've been giving out to mostly the youngsters. Well, Pfizer seems to be more well, for the older. Well, from what I understand, I think Pfizer was all the state-run places. So, like, yeah. the one at, like, the fairgrounds or the Cardinals, like, stadium. I think the, those are all Pfizer. Yeah. And all, like, the pharmacies got, like... Moderna So, from what I understood, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. But yeah, there's so, get get that shit, dude. Yeah. You have options. Go for it. Have you like gone out to eat yet? Any like restaurants mm, or stuff? Did I? I think I think I did. I think I went out to eat with Casey and Hunter and Michaela. We did. We went actually. We did. We um. When we went to to uh, do uh, sh- uh, scout location scouting for Trey's movie, we went out to get have some Mexican food. Okay. Off of a fifty fourth in in Glendale. Old town Glendale at that old school Caramba's. I don't know if that's where you're if you know what I'm talking about. That's nearby where I live, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we did go out and eat. Mm-hmm. How about you? Nope. Uh we've we've done a lot of like takeout and stuff. Yeah. A lot of uh post meetings, go puff. Nice. But the thing of that you know, coming out of the pandemic, I hope still kind of carries over is a lot of like the curbside stuff. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's just much <laughs> it's more like, convenient. It's more convenient it, for it, you. huh? It saves me time. I don't have to spend time on like going out and getting stuff. I can just pull up my car and just give it, just give me what I paid for. Exactly. It's just there at your convenience. The thing is, it's like the future is now because that, I think that's one of the, the part of the pun side effects of this virus is it's kind of accelerated the 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 industry standard of how we get how we consume or how we get our products now or food like now everything can come to us and that was the the utopian vision and it was kind of there before the pandemic too like you know but, we could but, place online orders yeah. and things like that but yeah you're you're right it got ramped up a ton more once it started because everyone stayed home everyone stayed home so it was accelerated very quickly and now it's almost the standard yeah it's very i I feel like it is very dystopian in a way yeah and like i don't know how convenient it is on the back end for like the workers and stuff Uh but you know i'm just saying from a consumer standpoint if i can curbside 
something and just go pick it up it's a hundred times easier yeah it's it's so convenient it's it's very convenient now for the consumer and and that that's like it's like that's what i usually see in sci-fi movies and like dystopian or utopian version of sci-fi movies like futuristic movies you see that shit like that and it's like now we're living it yeah. so i just <laughs> it's mind-blowing but it is what it is and it's crazy to see how how it's coming yeah speaking Imagine. speaking of like sci-fi you know movies and stuff you gotta tell me what you've been watching over the past year ed yeah dude uh any movies good kind, movies kind of got the order wrong there but yeah <laughs> but we'll go I, with it i was trying to guess what it was <laughs> I, I was trying to like segue do something with that no i get you like, the, the segue was great um no like uh we uh i what was my last movie because the movies are open now you can go out and go watch movies uh but we're like we talked about early in earlier episodes how uh, uh streaming's here to stay streaming has, has come in strong well i mean yeah it got stronger over the past year yeah um what was it HBO Max is still doing that half yeah. and half where it's like they'll get half the movies like in theaters or something mm-hmm. on their platform. So, uh, and because it? of that, and because of that, that, that new service and that, that policy, I, for, because of HBO Max, I got to see Mortal Kombat at home. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. The, the, the <laughs> of my, of I'm my sorry. <laughs> you already know. Good thing I was sort of high when I saw that movie because okay. it made that movie probably two times better yeah. than it would have been if I was sober. I saw it too, and I will say the the action's pretty cool. You know, all the yeah. fighting, the blood and gore. If you grew up on like the video games, it's it's dazzling. Still there, yeah. It's just boring as hell. It just was not a good movie, and the story and story, or or any sort of pacing, terms or character development whatsoever. It was void of all of it. And it was like, good God, man. That movie just stank. I, it, 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 when, it, the main, when one of the main villains is one of the most interesting characters in the movie, then you know you got a problem. Like, you did not know. I loved Kano more than anyone on that fucking movie. But he, he's not supposed to be like He's not likeable. supposed to be likable. But he's the most likable guy he's on that movie. He's the most fucking likable one. And probably the best performing one amongst the group of actors on that movie. And that's sad. I mean, good, like, kudos to that actor. He fucking outperformed everyone. And so he's probably going to get jobs here. And But, like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> It was, it it did not it did not do anything for me for sure in terms of just story and in uh, development or even boosted the the lore of Mortal Kombat any more than what I know Mortal Kombat to be. And like I probably have to go back and watch it because I might not like remember it properly. But wasn't that guy's arms really weird? The guy who gets his arms like blown off and now they're like oh, robot Jax? arms. Yeah, Jax. Jax. Weren't yeah. they like re- like weirdly like skinny and like. Kind of like <laughs> not what you would expect. No, for like when that. they first start off, yeah, it was like they were like they were supposed to like prosthetics more than bionic arms. And <coughs> excuse me, I get where they're trying to go. It was like it was bionics, and he was supposed the big bulky bionic arms are supposed to be a superpower. Yeah, and like in the movie, if you haven't watched it, spoiler, you're you develop these powers when you get like that you find that inner chi or that inner energy 
when you're the chosen to be part of a Mortal Kombat uh, uh, tournament or whatever, which there wasn't even a tournament. Like, they came in just to try to, like, take over the Earth realm before a tournament even began. Well, yeah, they're so, like, the bad guys are trying to beat up the good guys yeah. before the tournament starts, so that way there is no tournament. Yeah, that's why there is no tournament. It was like, but then what a load of shit. <laughs> later on, the don't, don't let the good guys do the same thing to them. Yeah, they, they killed them. Yeah. Well, like, they and had to, like, defend themselves, I guess, and, or fight, because that's part of the, how the it, script was written. There, there's a possibility I'm getting some, like, details wrong. Yeah, because... But I, I it was, it was a pretty boring movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry for that. I don't blame you. Like, I, I don't want to delve too much in Royal Conda yeah. more than what it deserves to be talked about much, because I'm pretty sure so many podcasts talk about it. But, yeah, that, that was one of the movies I saw, and it was disappointing, to say the least. Except and for Kano. Anything else that you watched? Oh, uh, I wanted to watch. I didn't get to watch the King Kong vs. Godzilla. And I heard when that one was pretty fun. I saw that one. Did you? How yes. was it? It's very enjoyable. Yeah. I, I think that one plays better in a theater. Yeah, it seem it would seem that would be the way. But yeah, from what I remember, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, they do delve into the previous two movies, okay. so Kong Skull Island, and then uh. Whatever the Godzilla one was before it was it the King of Monsters, King of Monsters or something. So they touch on it, but I feel like you don't have to watch them in order to watch this one. So they just could do a quick like recap. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean it would probably help if you do watch the previous two ones, but right. you don't have to. Yeah, so I still need to see but, that one eventually. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what um I was I was watching because uh. I, we've been busy. We've been I've been uh, busy uh, uh, pre- prepping for a few projects we've been doing. As Martin's waving his finger at me, I just want to say before you before you segue into like the next one. Yeah, I just want to shout out. I shout saw out. Scott Program versus the World like the, like for the first oh, time. Oh, really? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, I wish I would have watched it sooner. Cause yeah. I, I, I fucking loved it. Yeah, dude. I love that. It's movie. a classic. It's really good. I, I, I that was it's one of my favorite movies. Definitely my favorite Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, I've like I've like known about it uh-huh. and stuff like that. I've heard people talk about it. I've just never watched it until uh, it's probably been like a month now at this point. Like, but I was like, shit, that was fucking amazing. It's it's not bad, right? Yeah, it's it was really great. Good. I loved it, and I just love more the style of it. Yeah, it, it, it feels like you're watching a comic book. You know? Yeah. Like and no, I, look, I, because it's based off. Yeah, of sure, it is based. But I'm saying they did it well in how they present it yeah. on screen. Yeah, like, the style that he chose to, was was fucking perfect for for that and type like of movie. I can see how some people may not like the style. Yeah, because it, it it is kind of out there. It's still very two. It's very 2010s. Yeah, type of style. And but it's it's perfect for me, dude. I love. I it. mean, yeah, that's that's what I, I when I watched it because like, I watched it like a couple years after it came out, and it was really fun to watch, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed. The, the characters, the actors and their performance of of their said characters and like the whole like teen melodrama and shit and the, <laughs> the little tri- uh, trying love triangle and whatnot. It was fun. It was a fun little cool teen movie that was different and a breath of fresh air. So that's what I like. It's, it's, it's I like yeah, it's I one mean, of my favorite I movies of his. Like that. I think you just said it right now. It was a really good just breath of like fresh air. Yeah. Because. It, it was a lot different than a bunch of other stuff I was watching before that. So, yeah, I just wanted to give that, like, a shout-out because I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that – cool, man. I'm glad you finally yeah. got to see that. Finally got to see it. Yeah. Damn, I wish I was there to see it with you. 
<laughs> I would have loved to have been there and chill with you and watch it. Yeah, so that fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim's great, man. Um, but yeah, like w- with the movies, I've been busy, uh, too busy to watch movies because I was too busy to prep and making a movie. Because our good friend Trey, who I had, who's pretty much who I had in the last episode, that was the last time we actually did one. You weren't here. Was that around Veritum album? Filming Veritrum album? Yeah, actually it was. It was around Veritrum album. Okay. It was. It was while we were shooting Veritrum album that I had him on because he was staying here for for a couple days for the shoot. And um, uh, I've been prepping to make his movie. And uh, we've been trying to make this movie since Veritrum album. Like he had the script written like long before. I even met him, but he's been writing like draft after draft, and he felt like this draft was the right draft to finally like do it because he's been struggling, not struggling, but like he's just been like waning on when to make a short. And since now, like he's been made a bunch of friends who who have like tenures in making films, he's like, yeah, he's got the help, and I was willing to be one of those friends to help him out and making one of his first short films and it was a blast to make dude it was really a blast from beginning to end like setting up and prepping and making uh like scheduling like scheduling meetings to like the whole big thing the whole big thing like the whole ordeal the whole thing was from uh just every day like every week making scheduling it some time to talk and plan about what to do to auditions to actually uh, uh, table reads, and then to uh, to the shoot itself. It was really fucking fun, man. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, you helped out too for a bit. There. I was there the final two days, so it was a four-day shoot. Yeah. I was there the final two days, and I just thought it's really cool to see a first-time like director, like a first-time anything, trying to do something. And he's got that support system to help him. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he was, it was it's his first time doing it. He was also an actor in it, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that's a different ball game where you're acting and directing what you're acting in. Definitely. And it was just cool to see, well, you know, people like Casey giving him a helping hand. Yeah. You, could, you know, especially when he gets overwhelmed, Casey can jump in, help you, too. Yeah. So it, it's just cool to see that you got a really cool group of friends to help you with this stuff. Yeah, he he definitely, like, I'm pretty sure he definitely started feeling some stress and pressure because how can you not when it's your first time and you have to manage almost all the, the departments? And, like, that's what I told him. I told him, look, man, like, it's not going to be easy, like, doing all this. Like, directing's not just... Because I'm pretty sure he had the, the, the notion of thinking it's going to be pretty easy because I'm just going to make sure that the, I'm directing this movie... And everything else will be okay, and it's not like that. It's especially if it's independent. You have to ma- you have to manage almost everything, but from the money to like how you're gonna bring people in, like crew and actors and whatnot. It's it's crazy. And he he we start off when we had our meetings like, dude, you like start like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe to get this money. And he's like, I I have this brilliant idea, and I, he's like. And this is why I fucking love wanted to work with him because he's he's just so fucking creative and imaginative on the spot, and they're always like good. Like I don't know how he does it. It's just they're like good ideas that just could be refined and be better. And like he does it so fucking effortlessly. I, I I'm almost jealous sometimes how he does it, but it's and 
if you can, we'll put links to that GoFundMe video because it was actually really entertaining. I I saw it when, yeah. when it got posted. So yeah, it was it was like I want to make this thing where I'm just talking about it and we're at your house and it's just gonna be nonchalant because he's like I never made this. I never done a GoFundMe or Kickstarter because like everyone else, he's like I don't like asking people for money but if i, I gotta do what i gotta do to make this thing and, and i'll do it but at least i'll try to make it entertaining and, and worthwhile and so like I'll, again yeah we'll put out that link and because it's still not finished like it's it, going into post-production going into right post, now so i'm pretty sure he's gonna need someone for music and um he's got you as an editor now yeah and i feel like this is gonna be a really fun one to work on yeah. just because this this screenplay this the script is so out there yeah i know right but it gives you a, a lot of freedom to do stuff when it's so out there and it's really fun so i'm I looking know. forward to that and then you touched on that at the very beginning and i feel like we should go back and at least delve a little bit more uh-huh. but veritrum album was something we also did too yeah again we were like making we were in the process of making that while we were still before even the, the the pandemic hit, like we, it was like mid two thousand nineteen when Alex came to me with this script and he's like, I want to make this, because this is kind of like something I really want to make. And I read it and I'm like, I really want to make this too because it's just so different, and like it resonated with me for some reason. Like that, the last part where like I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like where like one of the characters says something to the main character, it's kind of like sums up the everything of what like our fear my fear as like oh as like a wannabe filmmaker like i feel like i'm a sort of like imposter just doing an actual filmmaker's job when like i still feel i have so much to prove that i am an actual filmmaker and that that part of that scene in that end of that movie kind of like stuck with me thinking yeah i kind of feel that way sometimes so it was really cool and i wanted to like see that see that through see that movie through because this is supposed to be a movie where alex alex has this fucking thing where like casey is the end-all be-all of our crew in terms of <laughs> filmmaking so he felt like cutting the like it was kind of like cutting the umbilical cord of being connected to casey and he wanted to make his own thing and not have casey be associated with this whatsoever just so he feel like he can do his own thing. I don't know. Like me, he'll probably correct me when he hears this, but it just felt that way. And we had conversations like this is like Casey's gonna be gone pretty soon. Before again, this was before the pandemic, so we assumed Casey was gonna be gone to New York by now. And he's like, Casey's not gonna be here, and I want to do my own thing. And I feel like this is a big step, and we need to have the, have have a, a one under our belt without Casey because <laughs> I don't know what that would mean, or I don't guess it would mean like we can do this without Casey. We can be just as good without Casey. <laughs> I guess I don't know that's what the way I felt about it. he'll probably give me shit for it but whatever he was on set anyways yeah he was on set anyway like, and that's the thing Casey, <laughs> Casey ended up set. being on set anyway because we were short a person <laughs> it was so fucking funny again we gotta have Alex back on and explain this because he called Casey I remember I remember this I don't know I, I think I was with Alex when he would call Casey and tell Casey like yeah I don't I don't want you on this for some, like he was, Casey took fine. I was like, yeah, whatever. Sure, man. Like do your thing. And we just ran with it. Like we, we got, he got the script right to where he wanted it. There was a point there where Zach Trussell got involved too. Like we went to Zach to see if he would wanted to, to produce it. 
and he's of course Zach, you know, wanted to to like have like not have his way, but Zach wanted to have a look at at the script and maybe shift it in a way where it was more of a of a of a I guess not mainstream, but more of a linear, more uh, 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 familiar kind of story that we all you know are used to watching. It's, there's like a you know the plot character development uh character gets over plot such and such whatever and alex is like no like this is what how i want virtual album to be it's not gonna have all that it's gonna be different in this way and the structure is gonna be different and the pacing is gonna be this different and i guess it was just too extreme for zach to want to take on so I was like, well, fuck it. We'll do it this thing our own then. And we'll try to fund it our own way. And it was mostly funded by Alex. He got, he got his, he assembled his own team. You know, some of it was the familiar faces like you, me, Aiden. And then some of them were, were some new faces like, uh, like, uh, a uh, Brayden or, um, uh, like the actors like Phoebe or the, or the, uh, Lily who, who did a production design on this thing. It, like shout out to those like Gabe who was new, for at least for us. Like I don't know he's he wasn't I don't know if he's if he was new to the game or not if he's been doing it. But like he was new to us, the first time working with us. So like it was crazy how to see how he was just forming together this team, and it was really amazing and and uh, uh, inspiring to see him do his thing, man. And it's always cool to see like new faces join in on stuff. Yeah. Can you get different ideas flowing, different concepts? It, it, so that, that was pretty cool to see. The, the filmmaking becomes more fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's not like we didn't have no, like, all new faces. Like, they, we were still the familiar faces. Like, uh, Michaela and Hunter were there. You know, Hunter was, it was, he, he was there to help out in any way we can. He can. I, I Honestly, I'm so sorry, Hunter and Michaela. I just forgot how we got you guys involved in this. <laughs> That just goes to show how much has been going on. Also, my head is cloudy as fuck because I have allergies. So if I sound like I'm making no sense and sometimes on some things, it's because of that. So I'm doing my best to yeah, stay focused. It's because of that. It's not because we were unprepared to do this. Podcast. It's not because we're unprepared to make this. <laughs> it's not like we did this on the spot. Like I just made some notes just right now on this little pink. Oh, no, not pink. <laughs> it's a little green pamphlet. So it's like whatever. But yeah, dude, like we did that. We did we started Veritrum album late 2019. The pandemic started to come over, and and we were like, "Fuck." So I was like, "Let's let's get this thing done before it gets any worse." And I think we started shooting like what, April? No, before that, like February, right? January, February. Veritrum album. Yeah. You say I shot low December. Was it December? Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, it was like middle of. De- December around that time frame maybe like end of December I'm, I'm pretty sure it was end of December into January I know for sure it was in December because I I pulled out of those initial dates okay and then I came back later on towards like the reshoot date I, that I, we had I think yeah I think so that's I, I remember all of that okay yeah so just that was that thing and now he's got you like you've been busy like that's you have to edit that too you've been editing that yeah, so we're in the process of editing that. I mean, we've got picture locked now. It's just refining uh, audio and type of stuff, audio uh-huh. stuff. 
Um, VFX is basically done, just a few more stuff that we have to work on. Okay. And then color would be the last thing we're going to do. Okay. But yeah, that, that one's pretty close to being done. There's still some work left to do. Yeah, you still got to get and, me to uh, go to your place to get some color correction. Yeah, we still got to do that. And like, I just want to say, it was it's it's like a different experience. Yeah. Editing something you weren't on set for at all. That was the intent, Which, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was the intent from Alex, and I actually kind of like it a little bit more that way. Yeah. Because I think it gave me some fresher, like fresh eyes on the project. Yeah. Because like, when you're there on set, you kind of see everything going on. Yeah. All these. All the work that went into it, and sometimes you get married to all that work yeah. that went into this one shot, so you have to include it and things like that. Yeah. Where this, it's like you don't know anything about that. You can find what works, find yeah. what you like, and see if you can make it work. So, yeah. So you're picking the best shot or the best performance available to you. Yeah. So like. Um, Without any bias. You know, go back in time. Remember the first one, Scrooge. There was a whole scene in the hotel where we did the the blood on the floor, and he steps in it, uh-huh. leaves the puddle. Yeah. That didn't make the final cut. Yeah. But from what I remember, there was a, like, we were trying to shoehorn it in because yeah. a lot of work went into doing that. And it's like, we have to get that so in. So it's then. like, yeah, we did so much, we have to include it. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately we didn't include it because it just didn't fit. It just did not fit. But. Kill our babies. W- but when you're not on set and you have to edit it, you don't get that because I don't know what the hell you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. I know is what I watch on my screen when I'm editing. Yeah. That's, that's all that you know and that's all you see and. I guess that what you gain or what you what you lose in being on set, you gain in the editing room of like non-bias, full, just on unadulterated editor mode where you yeah. just like are in that zone of, OK, this is the best performance. This is the best shot that goes with this shot and they mesh well. And this was a crew that gave me a lot to work with, too. So, yeah, um, shoot. If I get it wrong, I'm sorry. Is it Braden? Braden, yeah. Great notes that I got to work off. Yeah. He, all these notes on what takes were good, what were bad, what audio issues were in those takes. I think he even wrote down like the lenses for you. Yeah, he wrote down <laughs> like, like what lens it was. He took his job every, so fucking yeah. seriously. It was so it was, amazing. It was it was pretty awesome. Shout out to Braden, man. Like he was he was pretty dope. Like his his uh, scripts soup skills were up there, and there was a point where we were down a guy i think andrew tugas had to go early so we just promoted him to to ad to 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 the first assistant director because that was tugas's role and it just it was like we weren't we didn't miss a a a beat we just kept going um yeah but his stuff was great to use on like the edit and then a lot of the stuff you know i'm about to like blow up like your ego and stuff oh, no. but a lot of the stuff you gave me from the camera yeah. side of stuff was all pretty awesome too give it to me baby there's there's a <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a ton of cool shots there's a few where i'm editing and i'll pause and i'll kind of just look oh, at it and oh, i was like man. dude that's a cool shot oh i like it thank you Martin. <laughs> so <laughs> that, I, that means, I've, that I've means a lot <laughs> got some favorites from you know that that short got some favorite shots some ferret shots in there cool and yeah, I mean that that one's fun. Yeah, because I, I got well, we weren't we were able to like slash that budget a bit because of the gear that I used to get those shots were mostly mine, and and I got because I got new gear around that time. I uh, 
that was the same time where I was like telling, because we were gonna rent out the Canon C two hundred for this, you know, go full four K, make it nice, and but that was gonna eat into our budget a lot. And I came up with the idea that maybe we buy instead of renting out the C two hundred, let's buy the C one hundred Mark two because it's been so good to us all these years, and. Yeah, we don't get the full 4K, beautiful, you know, pixelated, high-definition look that most movies are made of now, but we save budget. We're still making this short. It still looks pretty good, and now we have a camera whenever we want to use it, wherever, without having to worry about rental. Till eventually I get more money and get myself a better camera. <laughs> well, that's that's the way that it works, though, is you get the C100, and if projects and gigs you get, it pays itself off eventually. Yeah. And once you do that, you start getting money towards whatever the next thing is. Exactly, and it almost has. Like, I'm in the middle of still shooting this thing called, uh, this project called uh, uh, Her Monster. Shout out to Ted Tanaka, who uh, hired me on as his DP, because he, too, is a DP. Uh, and this was his first directing debut. And uh, he, uh, wow, we can just, just dedicate a whole fucking podcast to like <laughs> this project. But just like quick paraphrase, like we were working on it and like he's, he paid me enough money to where the C100 does pay itself off. So like I can now like put that in the books and just start making more of a profit on other projects I'm going to be doing. And yeah, and just get more gear from there on. It was fun, yeah. That was a fun shoot, dude, and we were able to to get what we needed. And um, and I bo- I borrowed. I first borrowed the lenses from PJ Cobo again. Shout out to PJ for letting me borrow your cool, sick ass broken ons to shoot it. And yeah, like I realized, like the lensing and the lighting on out there in the desert was just pretty good for that movie, and we stuck with that. And then after that, we did Twenty Sack. We're getting Trey's movie. And then another movie we've been doing is uh, last weekend we did a high concept short film, another Alex Setzer production. Oh, that was like four days ago. I don't know if you can say <laughs> last week. It was like three days ago. So yeah. Yeah, we just fresh off that. Just fresh off that one. And oh boy, can't wait to show you that. That one's gonna be a doozy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, dude. Like any any other projects that you've been pinned onto since. Other than this one, or I mean, there's a lot of video projects at work, but I I won't delve into work. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm off hours, and this is my my time away from it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of video stuff at work, which yeah is what I've been wanting to do at work more. Yeah. So that's good to see. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me when we first started off. We were like, man, like I can't wait to to get to show them my to showcase my talents. <laughs> At Sun City, <laughs> with my I don't know if it's talents. It's more just they they didn't have anything before me really in terms of like video projects or video work. Yeah. So I kind of get this clean canvas to work, you know, build something there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's kind of that's probably like enough of that. But uh, in terms of other projects, it's just editing the current ones I have because I also yeah, don't want to put too much on my plate and I yeah. end up not doing. Yeah. There's much. already a lot on your plate. It is. Yeah. Ver- so. You still have to finish Vertrum album. Veritrum album 20 is... 20-sack. Oh, yeah. go ahead. So, Veritrum album is pretty close to done. We still... We're, we're in, like, the final, like, home stretch of that one. Yeah. 
And then Twenty Stack and High Concept is just getting started. Being right, bidding, getting yep. the 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 wheels all squeaky clean to get ready to go for those ones, huh? Although High Concept is a rather short one. Yeah. So that's kind of like I think I told you this a couple of days ago. High Concept is like my break in between Veritrum right. album and, <laughs> and Twenty Sec. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that you know break case I have to do just get my it's mind off of a little, it. A little light editing. Yeah, from from the heavy editing you've been doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Martin, you're on a roll, dude. Yeah, like your shit's been getting fucking better and better throughout the years too. Like I've noticed, like since the beginning to now, your like your editing skills have like started to just go like i'm I'm just pops. i'm trying to incorporate more as i go along so um i mean it's not final yet uh-huh. but uh, i was working on a couple of stuff in terms of vfx works with veritrim album yeah so um oh shoot it won't spoil it but no. yeah but there's a part where the main character looks at his arm and there's scars yeah and there was a you know a set designer or production designer on set to, you know, put, you know, the fake scars on and stuff. And so far as like a marker for tracking, yeah. right? Looks good. But yeah. I was like, I can do something in After Effects with that where I can track it. I can put on scars or something. Yeah. So it's like, I want to practice on it and see if I can do it for this one. That's cool. And then use that going forward. For sure. Like, but, um, you know, this one, I did some stuff and taking out stuff that we don't want there. Yeah. Like so I heard about that. Alex drives a Kia and, his Kia is in the movie. Yeah. And it's just as it, it, you know, if you watch it, it feels like it's sponsored by Kia. <laughs> so I was like, we don't need that. So Veritrim album sponsored by <laughs> Kia. <laughs> let me, let me take it out. So it gave me more practice in after effects yeah. where I can take out stuff like that and then do some other work. Learning so. to paint shit out, which is crazy. Like I can't, even well, it's, out. it's crazy how advanced it is. Cause in after effects, you can just create a mask around a majority of stuff. Yeah tell it hey inside this mask take it out and it's, it, it it takes it out for you and like your job is just to make sure that mask works and it doesn't overlap into anything else that's in the shot yeah so it's crazy how like you know you can tell your your computer take this out of the shot we don't need it and then it can take it out for you it just goes okay master <laughs> And like the, <laughs> there's times where it like fucks up and it looks really strange. So you yeah. have to go in and like manually mess with it. Yeah. But it's just crazy how you can do that. Yeah. Like my biggest thing for me in that movie was adding stars <laughs> because like we shot the movie for day for night. So like half the movie's regular daytime and the other part of the movie is like I shot like at like very like, cool temperatures to where it's fucking it's like pitch super blue. blue. <laughs> and it's like got that like bluish night kind of old school and look like, to it. That's a new tool that we've kind of tried out, all right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is your first time doing it, but I would imagine it's your first time doing a day-to-night shot, right? It, it was my first time for, like, an actual short film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, like, like earlier when we were in the process of, of pre-production, we were, like, thinking, well, when, what are we going to do this during nighttime and then half of it during daytime? And it was just, we just knew it was going to, like, that was going to be a scheduling nightmare. So... We were like, well, let's just do this, doing this all day. Let's just shoot during the day and then make those those day shots the night shots, like the nighttime scenes. Like, let's do the nighttime scenes during the day and then do it like like a nighttime scene. So we're like, how do we go about that? And then our, our good friend, who, who unfortunately wasn't able to, to join us, uh, was going to be our gaffer. And, like, he was like, well, maybe you could do it this way and could try, like, just adjusting settings 
in the camera instead of just slowly relying on post-production. So, like, I was like, okay, so that way half of it is in production, practical, and the other half is post-production. I did it. I just turned down the the white balance all the way down to 2.2 or 2.3K Kelvin, and it was super blue, super, like, night, like, 1950s or 1960s, like, nighttime uh, uh, day-for-night look of fucking movies that you see during like during those times of when they just did that or say like the recent movie of uh a mad max fury road where they had a scene where it's supposed to be a night time but it was clear during day but it still it still works it, the mind i guess tells you that it's that must mean it's nighttime it's it's dark i obviously lowered exposure so where it would be a little on some, at least on most of the shots, it was low exposure. Others, I fucked up. It was still high exposure where it's, it seems like it's day. But either or, here it's neither here nor there. But that, that's what we had to do. And and like that's part of it. It's a learning lesson for you yeah, and for other people where curve. you try it out and you learn from the mistakes that you may have done on it. Then yes. you bring it back for like the next one. Exactly. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, since the pandemic's lifted, like, you would have thought it would have been a slow lift, would have been a slow transition, but it's not, dude. It's been like a jump in. Like, ever since things have been like getting better, like things have sped up. People like asking him, "Would you be interested in doing this?" And then at some points, where I have to go, "Okay, well, give me some time to work out my schedule," and it's just been an onflux of that for me. So, it's crazy, and and it's almost like a little bit overwhelming because I wasn't prepped for it. I was mostly, <laughs> since we were just so used to just chilling now and doing nothing mostly, just waiting for writing out this pandemic. And now it's like mostly the pandemic is subsided. Yeah, it's it's gotten, it's become a crazy wild ride, dude. And that, that it's another reason why we haven't been able to get to the podcast. It's like- We've just been busy. <laughs> we've just been fucking busy more than ever. And it's like, we couldn't get into podcast because we couldn't fucking, during the pandemic because we didn't get vaccinated. Well, I mean, we did it online for a while. Where we, we, we we did. We were joining over like that Discord or Skype. We did do we did do uh, online. We did a, a video chat there for a bit, and which just was pretty cool. It worked out well. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and then, but I mean, ultimately, it just came down to you get busy with stuff, exactly. and it's like you know don't don't have time for it. Yeah, and so now now we finally are like the boat is finally starting to like balance itself out it's like now it's not as not teeter-tottering as much so now we have more time to actually prep and actually do this yep. it's gonna be fucking fun and and in the future we got some things going on now we still i still want to do a podcast eventually like during what we're filming and your idea of doing it outside in the backyard yeah, you have a great backyard. I know. So we have to take advantage of that. Exactly. Because I was like watching other podcasts and there's always like in a room or in a studio. I was like, it's there's hardly any like people doing podcasts in a very beautiful setting. Now, the problem with this, though, is that this whole week is like 120 outside. <laughs> like, a, like it, it's going to melt your camera and all your gear that we bring know, out there. I know. So it's like, like we can't do that yet. But eventually, eventually it pulls cool off. We have to do that, at least like a special episode. And that would be cool. And I think that would be really awesome and fun. And it would be cool to jump back into watching some of our old stuff. Exactly. So I think we left off. Um, yeah. I don't know. Where did we, we leave we off? Didn't, we watched, did we watch Left in Black yet together? 
I think you and Zach may have done we that. We and Zach did, but we have yet to do that. We still but need not, to watch but not, but not, not me and you, though. Yeah, we have to do that. That should be our next. I think in terms of me and you, actually, Great Great Bambino was the last one. We did Great Bambino was the last one. Actually, the next one, we have to, we have a, we have a, a guest. We have to have the guest in because he's not, he's not going to be here anytime soon. And that is one Trey Bills. I, Trey, I don't know if you wanted me to say this, but by the time this gets out or this airs or when I post it, it'll be known by then and that is trey bills the guy who's who did 20 sack who i helped make his film his short film he got a job at tmz and he's going to la yeah he's gonna the go next few weeks chase around famous people and chase chase around them chase around kevin cameras, bacon, <laughs> kevin bacon and the likes of george clooney or or uh olivia rodrigo is that her name <laughs> I, I can't so. remember I don't know. Uh, all those famous fucking celebrities justin timberlake or whatever just have a good time pestering them asking dumb questions that he usually usually uh, does f- to the rest of his gang yeah and he's he's been such a trooper dude his first fucking film he fucking did a great job managing it all for his first time and seeing how stressed he was but him still putting on like a fucking smile on his face realizing and knowing how how like fortunate this all is and how like he's just been happy that he's finally making this and I'm so happy for him. So he's going to come back for the next episode. We're going to have him on. That's going to be a for sure thing. I'm just so let's prep and ask him these questions. He's probably going to have a lot to say and that'll be the next episode. And, and then the, I think the episode after that, we'll watch left in black. Yeah. We can do left in black. Cause it's like you said, like then you'll have, you'll have some time off, right? Yeah. Vacations like next month or so. Yeah. So we can do that. Then. So we can do, Left in black, we still need unscrewed. Get, we still need to get Casey on. We got to get him before he leaves, too. We missed out on Tiffany Ivy. She's fucking gone to L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she, shit. She, she's doing on to bigger, better things, dude. Good for her. And um, But, yeah, we got to get everyone back. We still got to get Michaela and Hunter back because they still want to talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> and um, We should get them to play that game that we play about it. That... Amongst us? No, a uh, Bigfoot game. That Bigfoot, yeah, yeah well, that's Bigfoot. right. We have Bigfoot on yeah, we fucking have, Steam. Yeah, we have. We can just play that. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, if they can play Phasmophobia with us, they can definitely play Bigfoot with us. Which we have to play that again too. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. For real, dude. We've been needing to play games again. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of which, a little side note. My fucking PS4 broke during this whole day, ordeal. So that's why another reason why I haven't been able to play games. Because it's like my fan just stopped. Which is a shame because... Uh, you got Red Dead. I Let know. me say, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Two is so fucking great, and I I, I missed out on it like initially, because I remember I bought it on the PS4. I think like around the time it came out. Yeah, when I had Red Dead, you didn't have it. Now I don't fucking manage <laughs> able to play it. Yeah, so I bought it. I've been playing the crap, dude. <sighs> I, like besides so being on Alex's set on Saturday, that's yeah. all I did this past weekend. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just just play Red Dead. I bet you were on set like. Thinking, man, I can't wait to get back to play Red Dead. No, I was I was mad because my horse died, and I spent oh, like five hundred yeah. bucks on it. That's right, you're it's so me stupid. That. But I made I I you, made up for the horse though. You got it. You got to say. You got to tell us the story real quick. You you you're okay. Your default horse, right? That usually comes with Red Dead Redemption. Okay. What yeah. happened to it? Well, there's a mission where you have to go and sell it. Yeah. And then you have to buy whatever horse is in like the stable. Uh huh. And the only one I could afford was like the fifteen dollar like cheap horse that doesn't do shit. Yeah. So I bought it and I rode that for a while, 
And then eventually, once I got enough in-game money, I bought, like, the most expensive horse at, like, the stable, which was, like, $450. <laughs> and, like, so, like, I don't know if, if people know that you can hunt in that game. You know, you can kind of just roam around and hunt, like, wild, like animals and stuff. Yeah. So I'm hunting. I'm going back to, you know, camp where, like, you kind of sleep and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm riding this $450 horse, and I, like, fall off, like, a cliff or something. It's, like... It's like a crater in the ground that was just hidden. And I fall off and I just eat shit. And the horse dies. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just lose the horse. The new, brand new horse that you just bought from the stable. But I've made up for it, Ed. Oh, did you? Because after that, because the horse died right before I went to Alex's shoot. Yeah. So in the, the next day, I went up north to where like, the snow is. Because uh-huh. I know there's a, like a mythical legendary like white horse oh this is something you haven't told me and i found it how did and you I get tamed it? it and it's mine oh congratulations so I, buddy. I, I, you have a I basically have the best horse in the game you have a mythical horse yeah it's like Good the white you. like arabian it's like all white and it lived in like the snow damn and i tamed it and i got it and it's mine well <laughs> there you go it ended with a happy ending there yeah, i guess so <laughs> so now you're like i can't wait to go back on red dead redemption so i can ride my mystical horse <laughs> That's fucking funny. Well, then you go have fun riding your horse, Martin. But um, thank you, man. Like, it's been a while since you've been back. And, like, I fucking started missing you. Because, like, I I remember saying, like, I was, wasn't going to have anyone or, or, or do a podcast without you again. But, like, <laughs> circumstances were, like. You did, too, without me. I did, too, without you. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, that one with Trey, though, was such a, a perfect opportunity. I couldn't pass on it. And I had him, and I had to get him on because... That guy is just so fucking amazing, and he's so funny. I had to get him on here, and we have to get him on again, and both of us have to talk to him because he's got so much to say. And I know I know, we've done a lot since then, so I know he has so much more to talk about, and I can't wait to get him on here. He's already agreed to be on. I just got to schedule him in. So that's their next episode. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys enjoyed this or not, but I, I certainly enjoyed being back. I don't know about you, Martin. Did you enjoy being back? Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's been a while since we've done this, though. It has been a while. So you gotta, you gotta get used to it. Get again. back to the, the swing of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same. But whatever. It's, it is what it is. We do this for fun, and um, glad to have you. Glad that you're back, Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Next time. This time we would be much better prepared because this was on the fly, this too. This one was on the fly as well because, you know. You can tell because we're kind of rambling for this ending. We're rambling as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the transitions weren't as good. No. So we're not in our best game, but whatever. Well, I kind of forgot about, like, halfway through this episode what the hell we were going to, like, talk right? about, Right? I should have given you the notes. I had the <laughs> yeah. notes right here, and you are like, uh, fucking spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> just winging it. <laughs> but it's whatever. We got through most of it anyways. At least the good ones or the important ones. Hmm. But uh, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, This is Ed and Martin from Peaks and Valleys. Hope you enjoyed our show. Till next time, peace, homies. Play the outro. Thanks for listening.